You're listening to the Conscious Moon Podcast. I'm your host, Kiera. This podcast is designed to enlighten, inspire, and make you think. Join the journey with me as I explore topics that help us all understand the meaning of life and purpose while uncovering the tools to master our highest self. Hey guys, and welcome back for another episode of The Conscious Moon. You are currently listening to episode number seven, and today we're going to go into the wellness side of things. I feel like a lot of my episodes have been centered around spirituality, but another important piece of alignment is health and wellness. Today's episode, I have guest speaker Beatrice Dixon, who is the founder of Honeypot Co., and Honeypot Co. is a plant-based feminine care line that started off from a dream that she had with an ancestor, and it is now a multi-million dollar company. So you may have seen her Target commercial, or you may have even bought some of her products, which are sold in Urban Outfitters, Walgreens, Whole Foods. But either way, Dixon is going to share her journey with us in this episode and drop a few gems for all you aspiring entrepreneurs out there. And before we get into this interview, I want to share with you guys the importance of switching to a healthier feminine care product. Like most women, I have had my fair share of vaginal experiences. And like most women, I use the same feminine products that my mother used. So there's definitely a certain brand loyalty when it comes to feminine care. But what you may not know is that a lot of popular feminine care products consist of synthetic and toxic materials. So toxins like rayon, chlorine, pesticides, dioxin, they were all found in these popular brand name feminine care products. And these compounds have been linked to cancer, endocrine disruptions, and reproductive toxicity. What's worse is that these products come in contact monthly with the most sensitive and absorbent part of a female's body. And what's even scarier is that only one state out of the entire U.S. as of 2020 has passed a law that requires these brands to list their ingredients. So pads and tampons are regulated as medical devices, so there is no requirement to disclose the ingredients in the products. Now, I can't say that these products are directly linked to things like uterine fibroids, which disproportionately impact women of color, ovarian cysts or cancer, But I can speak from my own experience and say that since switching to plant-based or natural, clean, feminine care products, I have not suffered from problems like PMS, which just about every woman probably goes through. And my story is just one of many who may have switched. And as you'll see in this episode, Beatrice, her own personal battle with feminine health is what led to her innovative way of shifting the market. So without further ado... We are going to jump into today's episode, and thanks again for listening. Hi, Beatrice. I want to thank you for being on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. How are you holding up during this time? I'm holding up well. I'm not having a bad experience or, you know, I'm around my family, my friends. I'm eating well. I'm working a lot. I'm just focusing on things that make me happy. So I'm, I'm good. That's Everything's good. good. Mm-hmm. So I want to just dive right in and talk about you and your company. But basically what amazes me about your story is that you were able to heal yourself from a medical diagnosis using natural or plant-based products. 
can you tell and shed some light um, to our listeners about your story, your journey, and what led you to founding your company, Honeypot? I mean, really the way that everything happened, it was issues that I was having kind of with my own body. I had bacterial vaginosis for almost probably a little over eight months. And literally one night I just went to sleep. And really it was like in the morning before I woke up, I had a dream with with my grandmother. And she had told me that she had been watching me. And she just basically saw that I needed some help. And she gave me a formula. And it, it was simple things. It was just like ingredients, you know. She told me she would make sure when I woke up that I would remember. And sure enough, I woke up and I remembered. And pretty much I made it and it worked. So that's really what got me started in, I guess, in the feminine hygiene world. Me needing something and being provided what I was needed and then me just wanting to share that with the world. I wanted to talk a little bit about your dream with your ancestor because I've watched interviews that you've done with people and I'm surprised that people don't really dive into that. But I want to know, like, what's your background? What's your religious or spiritual background? Do you participate in ancestral worship? Because I want to shed light on that, especially with my Mm -hmm. platform. It's really a safe space for people of color to explore alternatives of spirituality. Yes, I do. And, you know, my relationship is pretty strong. You know, not a day goes by that I don't say all of my ancestors' names and that I don't light a candle and I don't at least just say thank you. Yeah, it's pretty important to me. That's beautiful. Yeah. So when exactly did your dream, like what year was that for you? Was that the same year that you launched Honey Pot? Well, yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going through all this between 2011 and 2012. So, yeah, I mean, it was probably within the same year that the company was founded, you know? So, 2012. Can you Mm -hmm. tell us about how you went from making these products in your kitchen to mass producing? What was your process with raising funding for your company? When we, our first raise was a family and friends round. And that was when we got into Target. That wasn't necessarily all, like, family and friends, but, but, you know, pretty much it was like people that we were connected to mostly that my brother was connected to pretty much how we were able to raise our money. And then, you know, the second time around we raised with new voices fund and then a smaller family office, you know, so it was more of a, a traditional round of funding, you know, the way we went from like kitchen to manufacturer I mean, that was literally almost all the way up until we we needed to go to a manufacturer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was coming out of 2016 into 2017. You know, mm-hmm. so from from 2012, like when, when everything started, started all the way up until 2016. Wow. I want to congratulate you first and foremost, because you are one of the few women of color who has been able to raise a million dollars in venture capital. What Mm -hmm. do you think that women of color can do that might give them that same opportunity or grant them that same opportunity? Because it is a bit of a challenge for people of color in general. First of all, you know, there has to be more of us that are 
growing our businesses really quickly, like with high growth, and then wanting and having an understanding of wanting to sell. It's very commonplace, like a lot, a lot more, you know, entrepreneurship and investing and all those things are starting to be like real topics. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're in the age now, within the next 10 years, you're probably going to see more black businesses being bought and sold probably than ever before, because there's so many right now. I just think that we just have to have enough of us that are doing that so that the venture capital community really can't like ignore you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I feel like we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Things are definitely changing for us, which is a good thing. Exactly. So one of my other questions is with your formulas, is that the the formula in your washes? Is that the same formula that was given to you by your ancestor? Is that the same one on the market? At the base of it, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Aside from your dream and and being given these ingredients, were you someone prior who was big on plant-based and natural products? Or was there a shift after this? Yeah, like it was a part of my world, you know, but it was around this time that all of that was like coming into my world, if that if that makes sense, you know? No, it does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like maybe like two to three years before Honey Pot, I was definitely like living that type of lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. What were you doing prior to starting your company? Like, what did you do career-wise? Did anything shape your experience? Yeah, all of it did, to be quite honest, which is kind of amazing. I was a pharmacy technician out of school, and I did that for almost 10 years. And then I left there, and I went to work for Whole Foods. And then I, I worked at Whole Foods for a few years as like a buyer and a merchandiser and a salesperson at the store level though not like at a corporate level and then I left there to be a food broker and then I left there to be like a, a sales manager for a kale chip company like an area sales manager so all wow. of that helped shaped I mean, you I, yeah yeah I, but I didn't stop working until like 2018 so it hasn't even been that long it's crazy right that's crazy mm-hmm. Okay, so what advice would you offer to someone who is hearing your story and may want to start their own consumer-based product line? Start online. Yeah, bootstrap until you can't anymore. And don't do it unless it's like you're busting at the seams and you really have something that you know works. And You know what I mean? I mean, you're not going to know mm-hmm. if it works until you try it, right? But just pay attention to everything, right? And if you're four or five years in and nothing's happening, like pay attention to that shit. Just, I don't ever want to tell somebody not to proceed, but I think it's important to pay attention to what is working and what is not working. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if it's not working, then you need to try to do something completely different or you need to th- be thinking about how you're going to live because you want to make sure that you're moving in a direction that's going to be able to keep you having stability, right? And I think sometimes having a business is like some remarkably hard shit to do. And then it's also remarkably hard to like make it work, right? 
I guess what I'm trying to say is just make sure that the things that you're doing work and that when you fail, you fail fast. And if you're going to start a business, make sure that it works and make sure that you have the stamina that it's going to take, you know? If you don't, you just want to pay attention to that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So what mm-hmm. were some of your hardships that you experienced with your company? Oh, man. I mean, supply chain can be, you know, really hard. Raising money can be really hard, you know, because all the process that it takes and getting the money because, you know, you're raising money because you need it. You know, that was hard. And that's hard for everybody, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just hard <laughs> being a woman and being a black woman. You know, it's hard running a team. It's hard, like, to make sure everybody's motivated. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's really hard. Are you experiencing hardship currently with the quarantine and everything? Is that something that's impacting you guys as much or no? No. No. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it's business as usual, you know? Yeah, that's good to hear. I want to go back to the health piece of your product. What is a healthy pH for a girl or a woman's female vaginal area? Between like three and a half and like 4.8. Does that change at all during any period of time? It does. Every month it changes because every month when you have your period, that area of your body, it moves more to being in a neutral space. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what happens is one of the reasons why women have infections and things of that nature is because their pH wasn't where it needed to be in the first place. And then when your period goes off and it needs to get back to it, its goal is to get back to that healthy pH. But a lot of times the reason why reoccurring infection happens is because when your period is going away and your vagina, its pH is trying to, like I said, get back to where it's supposed to be. Most, you know, people that have those problems, it's not getting back to where it's supposed to be. So if it's outside of that, like 4.8 range, Mm -hmm. it could be five, it could be six, right? Then that's when an infection is going to happen because it doesn't understand that. It understands I'm supposed to be here most of the time. And then I'm here when the cycle is coming. Right. And Mm -hmm. so if if you're not going back and forth between those things with ease, then that's what's going to call a dis-ease, not a disease, but you know what I mean? Just a, yes, that's what's going to be. A disharmonious flow within your body. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. I read up on a lot of major companies and they use things like pesticides and parabens and different things that are essentially detrimental to our bodies and mm-hmm. I would say our pHs. Why, I mean being on the other end of it, why why do you think that is? I think one of the biggest reasons is because they're trying to make a lot of it. Their aim is to make it cheap so that they can make a margin. When you think about the genet- all of the genetically modified materials that have the highest rates of pesticides and, and have gone mm-hmm. through genetic modification, and a lot of the times the reason they've gone through a genetic modification is because sometimes they build the pesticide into the seed so that uh, when other things try to come and harm it, it doesn't have to go through an additional process to grow. 
right? There doesn't have to be an extra body. So, you know, anytime there's a layer of process, when you think about it, mm-hmm. that makes things more expensive because then something has to get involved, whether it's a human or a machine. Right. And that takes time, right? With all of the genetically modified anything, whether it's food, drink, things we use on and around our body, that's the reason why it's made so cheap because they got to turn it. Yeah. So it's like all that you can do is just keep a mass production. Take that one down. Put this in. You know what I mean? It's like a machine. Yeah. They built it so that it can run. But that's great because then a company like mine can come in who only wants a smaller piece of the pie, right? Mm-hmm. And I can actually get a more premium product. I can really get what I want Mm -hmm. because I'm not trying to cater to every customer. You understand what I'm saying? Like I am trying to, but there's still big odds against me because the conventional brand has such a, they've been around forever. They're always on the shelf, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be weird to have one without the other, honestly. Right. Okay. So, I want to thank you first and foremost, because I'm someone who has had my own personal experience with just pH being out of balance. I mean, it's common Mm -hmm. in all girls. One thing I really appreciate about you in general, listening to you do, you know, your interviews is that you're very open about your diagnosis and different things like that. It really helps break down that stigma that's associated with female health in general. Mm -hmm. But since I've switched over to natural products, I don't have menstrual cramps as much. I used to have debilitating menstrual cramps where I'd literally Mm -hmm. be on the floor crying. So I want to thank companies like yours because you guys are helping so many people. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you really get to hear that enough. What has been your experience from your customers? What has been your experience? Has anyone else shared any success stories with you? Yes. Yeah. They have. I, I mean, I've I've really gotten love letters for testimonials. What kind yeah. of stories in general? Or just- <sighs> one time, I had a woman who uh, had experienced a sexual trauma. Ever since that trauma, she had an issue, a reoccurring issue, and she tried to wash once, and it like, you know, it just got right back. You know, I just had a woman send me a hilarious testimonial (laughs) about our vulva cream and how it made her smell good and it felt so good and you know um and you know and and her man complimented her he hadn't necessarily done that in a while you know so it's like you know I've had women that have had BV for like 12 years you know and they're and and they're finally at a good place you know that's amazing So, yeah, I mean, people have great experiences and then not everybody has a great experience. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, not everybody can use everything. Right. Right. Um, You know, it's 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 far less more of those than it is of people that are just just have great things to say. So it's, it's been a good ride. It's very satisfying to be able to make something that most people can use, you know, Yeah, I've told all my friends about it because I first started using your product when I had my first child. One of my favorite things about your product is the cooling sensation in the past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's amazing. Yeah. It just feels so fresh. It just, 
I don't yeah. know. I, I love it. And now I don't want to go yeah. back to a regular pad because of that sensation. <laughs> so I also want to talk about your bath bombs. You have so many products now. You started off with the wash. I think you went to the pads and then the wipes yeah. and so, yeah. so on and so forth. But your bath bombs. One thing that um, kind of has scared me with bath bombs is that most companies are filled with toxins that, again, throw off a woman's pH balance. What right. about your bath bombs is different? So I wanted a very vagina-friendly bath bomb. (laughs) We use powdered apple cider vinegar. Wow. Powdered honey, lavender. Of course, the things that you need to make the bath bomb. And pretty much that's it, you know. And then we have one that's fragrance-free. That's, you know, the powdered vinegar, the powdered honey. Same thing. Exactly. But just basic. No, yeah, no, no scents or anything like that. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's like it, your coochie will like it. You yes. <laughs> well, you've yeah. already made my vagina very happy. So we're good. <laughs> Thank you. But also I was going to ask what's next to come because I, I see you going through the line of feminine care products and now sexual products as well. I think you have a lubricant out. Yeah. Are you guys going to be doing condoms? We need some more plant-based condoms or something yeah. Health, natural. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about it. I yeah, I think that. that would be great. Just throwing that yeah, out yeah. there from a fellow customer. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate that. One last thing I want to talk about. First of all, I commend you on your response to this, but I want to share this with our listeners. You did an amazing commercial with Target. And you. you received, a, you had an unexpected turn there. You had received a lot of negative feedback from people implying that the commercial was racist because you mm-hmm. wanted to be a role model for other black girls. How did you feel during that experience? And just kind of share your response of how you necessarily responded to it because I've seen it on the other interviews and I commend you. It was definitely a Michelle Obama moment that you did yeah. there. <laughs> you went high when they went low. <laughs> But it's also very inspirational, your response. So if you don't mind just sharing how you felt at the time, how did you respond and just anything. I mean, my biggest concern was what's the best thing that we should do for our brand. At no time was it about where my feelings hurt or or anything remotely close to that. You know what I mean? It was just like completely like, okay, so call up our publicist. What do we need to do? What's the action plan, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then it came around at first that like no response was the best response because there's nothing you can really say to people that think the way that they were thinking. So like right. you know, what can I say? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. But personally, like it doesn't do anything for me for me to care, right? About what other humans have to say about me, especially. I mean, unless you're somebody I love, uh, you can say whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like you can talk yeah. about my mama. You can do whatever you want because that that means nothing to me. Right. You, you know what I mean? So there there was no no response that I needed to give. Uh, we were fortunate because we have really great customers, fans, mm-hmm. humans that support us. Right. So like they really just they did everything for yeah. you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i didn't do I mean, anything <laughs> yeah 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 and you yeah. know you know I, I mean that's not to say that i didn't have moments of like what like that's crazy why would you right. know what i mean but it's like and you know and i thought to have a response and then the consensus was just like nah don't don't just leave it you know 
it's cool because those people can have, they are entitled to their beliefs and their thoughts. Right. And, um, you know, you don't really know what somebody's going through or what they've been taught or conditioned to be or, you know, I don't know. I may have said something that sparked something in them. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they had some PTSD behind something for some reason. You, just, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you, just, no. you just never know. So, like, why try to know? I just loved your response. It was very positive. It was, yeah. if anything, watching it, it kind of gave me inspiration of how to handle any of life's obstacles. You know, yeah. just sometimes you just have to be present, acknowledge it, and and move forward. Um, everything yeah. doesn't need an emotional response. <laughs> no. And I can be emotional about some things, right? But that's just yeah. not a thing that makes me emotional, especially if it has to do with like complete fucking strangers. Like, right. it, you, know, you know, there's things that, that make me emotional. There's things that pull me out of my square. There's things that make my ego flare up. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm a human just like anybody else. You know, you said sometimes you have to be present. Every time you really have to be present because you always are. Yeah. Right. Even if you don't realize that you are, you're always just here and now, you know? So, yeah. That's beautiful. Well, I want to leave with where can people find you? I mean, obviously, honeypot.co. And do you have anything else you want to share with us? Anything coming up soon or? You know, pretty much, you know, just everybody take care of themselves, love yourself, be kind to yourself. And you can find us at The Honeypot Co. on Instagram. You can find us online at, you know, also thehoneypot.co. You can find me at I am B Dixon and B is spelled B-E-A. Dixon is D-I-X-O-N. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time out today and just spending time with me, going over your brand and everything else. You're an amazing spirit. And thank you again. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So it looks like you reached the end of another episode from the Conscious Men podcast. And if you're ready for more, you can always check out my website at www.theconsciousmoon.com. There you will get a series of blog posts centered around spirituality, beauty, health and wellness, and whatever else I feel like writing about. So yeah, thanks again for listening.